Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the cold winter of 1989, a Sabat pack who has suffered an immeasurable loss is given an ultimatum. Go to the Twin Cities of Minnesota, investigate why a deeply embedded pack has stopped reporting back, or meet their final death. This is Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night, Sorrow, a tale of loss and regret that follows the Sabat pack known as the Nothing. Join us with Becca playing Linda, a Milkavian anti-tribute, Craig playing Jake, a pander, Jordan playing Abigail, a Ravenous anti-tribute, Monica playing Jenny, a Shimizi, and Slavic playing Charlie, a Bruja anti-tribute, and Chris as the storyteller. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter, at twin underscore cities underscore btm or on facebook and discord as twin cities by night we hope you enjoy abigail and linda you get into the seat of this vehicle it's one of those ford f-150s that only have like a front seat you know it's like a continuous seat there's a shifter in the middle there's like this old like like blanket kind of almost that's like as the upholstery of this seat here as you guys slide over, you see this figure is driving. He has like black gloves on. He has a black ski mask. It looks like he's wearing like a like a hoodie underneath a jean jacket of sorts. And you can see he has like jeans that look kind of dirty. And he's shifting the shifter. Who's sitting in the middle, by the way? Who got in the vehicle first? And who's sitting towards the back or towards the, the driver's side? I think Abigail got in first because she had the least problems getting over the fence. All right. So, Abigail, you... Feel it when he's shifting, like you, the shifter's like bumping into your leg. It's kind of like on the, those old shifters that are on the ground there. And you see, he like is taking off, and he like is looking behind, next to you, but behind you, where like there's a well, you know the truck window or whatever. And you can see like some of the skin is like underneath his or underneath the ski mask, like around his eyes, and it looks to be like black, but not like African American, like brown. I'm talking about like looks to be like black. Like, like the color black and you see like he's just shifting it and he's peeling out and there's a moment where like he's going you guys are like at a t intersection right now where like he could continue to he, he if he has to go left or right and there's a line of businesses that are like in front they're closed right now and you see like snow uh, straight ahead right and you see like snow drifts and everything like that you know going to the right would take you closer to where jake and jenny are but this figure goes left and while he's going left you see there's a moment where like he looks to the right and you see that there's this car that's coming it looks like a sedan car you can't quite tell like it looks like an older buick or something to that extent and you see that he's like sees it and he's like shit and you hear him say shit under his breath and he starts like driving along and you see this car like, like speeding up and he's like looking at you both he's like do, do you have anything on you like what no you see him like reach like across your lap and, and Linda, you see his hand and he opens up this glove compartment and you see like there's a pistol in there. He's like, use it. And he's just like, keeps he's trying to drive as he's like goes over the curve, you know, the, of the, of the, of the road of the sidewalk there as he's turning, you see, you look behind you and you see like there's this car that's like following. You can't quite make out the figures and you see the snow still coming down. You feel the truck kind of fishtailing as he's trying to go faster. Imagine it's Abigail and Linda just looking at each other wide-eyed going, what the hell is happening? Abigail breaks through the side and says, well, uh, you're next to the window. All right, out of character, everybody prepared to be shot. 
you look behind you and there's like a sliding like middle part of the 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 rear window like you know you can slide and open up and that's already open you can feel like the wind is kind of going through there you see his car is like just coming along and it almost is like looks like it's trying to catch up and go along like linda's side like like it's coming you see like the front of it's like starting to catch up it's obviously faster than his truck right here so what are you doing linda at the behest of Abigail, she'll she'll grab the gun and roll down the window. I, I imagine it's a crank style. Yeah, yep. And she'll shoot something, hoping the safety's off. Because she won't know how to turn it off. So you don't have firearms, do you? No, she doesn't know how to use guns. All right, so if you don't have ability, that means it's plus two difficulty. So you're going to be rolling the dexterity plus eight. You have two dice. Oh, you got willpower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's your call. I'm not going to tell you what to do, you know? So you said that the the other car is driving up alongside us? Um, yes, yeah, so along like, your side. It's like starting, like, you're looking out your windshield, you can see, like, the front of the car, you know, like, the grill is starting to, like, come into your peripheral vision, you know, right now. And, like, you can hear this truck, like, he's trying to, like, rev out this truck to get it to go as fast as it can. It just can't escape this car. Are the windows tinted at all? In the car? No. The the windows, you can see, like, as you, you can, if you were to look, you know, like, stick your head out a little bit, you know, and look out that direction, you can see that looks like that there's someone with, like, long blonde hair that's, like, driving. He has, like, this thick beard that's, like, really thick. It almost seems to go to, like, the top of his, like, underneath his eyes right now. And you see he's looking intently at you right now. And you can see his eyes, though. As there's a moment where you're looking at his eyes, and you see they look almost feral this figure as he's driving like he's looking at you intently and you can see he's like really focused you can see he's like starting to drift the car towards you you see there's a figure next to him that looks like to be like an african-american guy who has like a shotgun in his fucking hand and like you can see that are trying to figure out how they're gonna like take fire at you right now okay uh she she takes that in all real quickly and i actually want to sh- try to shoot out the tire if I have a good angle on that. Yeah, I could say you do. If you spend a willpower, I'll make it difficulty 10, but you can spend a willpower, you know, and get that difficulty. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll spend the willpower because the way that I, I think Linda would see it is that would hopefully stop them. Yeah. And that's better than trying to shoot and maybe come close to it and probably not even killing. I'm surprised you didn't use demitation on like you want to drive slow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm joking, but yeah. Oh, well, and you know, like I was thinking about that, like trying to um, use the haunting, Mm. but like seeing that that person, the way that you described the driver, I'm like, she knows that there's something different about them that they're probably not human. So it, it would be more difficult for that. We'll, we'll see if it comes down to that. So, all right. Willpower, <laughs> yeah. rolling, f- yeah, two roll, dice. Might as well see it. I mean, yeah, you can't botch. So go ahead and see. Okay. Zero successes. So you got the one. So go ahead and roll 1d4 damage, please. Or 1d, not 1d4. 4d10, difficulty six, please. That's the damage. So let me ro- make one roll here and then we'll call it good. And there's a reason why I had you roll the damage and I'll explain why. Okay. So you see, as you take out the gun and there's a moment you focus and you're like, shit, shit, I don't know what to do with this. And you, well, I don't know if you think that, but you, you know, you, you dig within your inner reserve and you aim at that tire and you fire it and you're, 
you see it hits and you see it kind of like destroys upon itself. You see it unravels and you see the scar, the car just like starts like, and you see the, it slows down. You see like start fishtailing and you see like spins and it starts fishtailing in reverse. And then the rear of the car like comes up on the curb and it like, like kind of hits this telephone pole and you see it kind of gets stuck there as you're looking and you see that the car is like kind of like trying to get off the telephone pole there and it can't quite get out as the truck keeps going on. And you see he like this figure in the truck like turns and he like spins the wheel and he turns into the side street. You see him like start going down quicker and he's like, do you see him? Do you see anyone? Is anyone still following us? Roll perception alertness, please. Difficulty six. So I can see if that Abigail is turned around in her seat using that uh, window in the back to look behind them. She has two successes. Nice. Linda's head is still like popped out the window and she's looking back at the the car still. Um, one success. So you guys don't see anything. You just see like the road kind of coming. You see the snow coming right now as this truck is going fast. You look at the speedometer, Abigail, and you see it's going like 95, which is probably the most that this truck can go as it's like you're starting to burn down like these rows of homes, like these cheaper, older homes as he's like, you know, it kind of even feel like when the truck hits a dip, you know, that feeling where your stomach rises up into your throat a little bit as it like kind of slams down and goes as he's like speeding through. We'll cut to Jenny and Jake. Jake, you snap out of it. And you look around you and you just see mayhem. Like you see like dead bodies everywhere just laying about you. You see that the some of them you can't even make out. You see Jenny is standing there and you see it looks like shadows are moving underneath some of these figures and slowly receding like an ocean tide. I need you to roll me a conscious roll, please. Difficulty eight. I got one success. You're racked with guilt. You see all this mayhem right now. You look at your hands and you feel sated. You feel like blood dripping off your chin. You're actually looking down right now at the face of this person you mauled. And you see blood dripping on their open eye that's coming from your chin. Plop, plop. Their dead blank eye that you no longer can make out because their own crimson blood is starting to mask it. And you hear before you can even say anything. And you hear this Jenny too. You hear Get in the van. We got to go. We got to go. Now, now, move. Jake probably like uh, recoils a little bit and like kind of like crab walks back from the body he was upon earlier, noticing like the front of his shirt is just covered in like the body's viscera and probably puts his hand on another body, lifts it up, and it's probably one of the other ones um, that were taken down. And he's like, oh, oh, God, oh, God. And just kind of like, crawls in the van more to get away from the bodies than to aid an escape and he kind of fumbling in his jacket pocket and takes out a little flask um, that he filled the night before with some of the booze that they robbed from the store and he's just like struggling with the cap trying to get it open lifts it up to his lips and just like just starts drinking and drinking and drinking alcohol like just kind of bring himself out of the shock as you feel the alcohol start breaking the barrier from from the flask to your lips you hear pop 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 and you hear like bullets starting to hit the back of the van jenny you see benjamin he's like trying to push you into the car he's like drive lady drive and he's like he's like pushing you like into the driver's seat like he's and he's he's running around to the front to get into the passenger seat jenny is kind of feeling the opposite of Jake at the moment. She's very exhilarated from the second that she crafted those hands together. She's kind of excited, but also scared. So she's kind of riding this adrenaline high. When Benjamin's starting to push her towards the vehicle, she's 
holding the gun that she used to pistol whip the officer. Um, she's holding it tightly because she feels that they still need protection, especially as she hears, you know, the gunshots towards you know, when Jake went in. So she's rushing in. She's basically runs and jumps and slides into the driver's seat, slams the door and throws the gun over at Benjamin before she starts the vehicle so she can drive. And you notice that Benjamin just looks like a hot mess now. You know, like his coat's off. You see that he has like blood that's like splatter all over his chest. You start seeing his chest where like it looks like he took damage. You see like he's actually holding his hand over his chest right now. And you realize it looks like his body just got riddled with like bullets. And you see like he's like, there's a moment where like you just see blood just kind of like, like without even even coughing, blood just kind of like splurts out of his mouth. As he's sitting there, like looking down at the gun, as you toss it at him, as he's like standing there, staring at the gun, he looks up at you, like, and he looks like, for for a slight second, looks a little panicked, you know, and then he's just like, drive. Jenny's gonna step on it, and she's gonna be driving with both hands, clutching, you know, basically clutching the the steering wheel. But her eyes are gonna dart towards Benjamin, and you know, towards the back at Jake. Um, she hears the gunshots, so you know she's still feeling very exhilarated. But now the reality of the danger is starting to hit as she sees Benjamin, and she's gonna kind of get a little panicked and say, "Are you hit? What's? Are you okay? You're bleeding. Where are Ab- Where are Abigail and Linda? Where are Abigail and Linda?" Drive, drive, and you see blood's like, like hitting like the dashboard now as he keeps saying it. I need you to roll me a dexterity and drive roll, please. Difficulty seven. Jesus, zero successes. Jenny, god damn. So you're driving, Jenny, and you're trying to get away, and you like hit on the gas, and you didn't botch, thankfully. But you see, like the the, the you feel the the van, like you're trying to go, and you feel the van is like starting to like, like you hear the tires go, like there's like skidding on ice or on slush and you're not sure if it's because you're distracted by benjamin or the fact that you know gunshots are happening but then all of a sudden you just feel this it just like hits the back of the van you feel this jake too like the door is still open jake and the the flask goes flying from your hands and like falls on like the ground as you see the contents of it are just like spurting out and you look behind you see there's this cop car that just like rammed the back i need you to go ahead and roll again uh jenny please uh same roll two successes so you sit there and you feel like this vehicle hit the back of you and then you just like get this will in you and you sit there and you, you're like, dude, you know, you know how to get out of this. You stop for a second and you steer the, you reverse for a quick second. Your rear tires get traction a little bit and then you're forward because it's a front wheel drive. The forward wheels finally catch and then you pull out and then you start seeing that this car is trying, this cop car is trying to like get back onto the road and it's having a hard time getting traction because this wind or this when the snow is continuously coming down as you're finally able to take off and you find yourself just, I mean, the store is still open on this minivan, the back door, and you're just driving away and you start going into these neighborhoods and give me one more roll, please. Give me a manipulation and drive roll, please. Oh, nice. Good job, Jenny. You actually outdid them. So you start Jenny driving and you, you see, as you're going down this road, you're cutting through red lights and you see this cars like trying to like follow you. It's about like, 50 yards behind you and you see benjamin's like like trying to like focus you see him like 
like his face squinting. You see, like it looks like some of the wounds. As you look real quick, you see like his hands like covering one of the wounds. You see it looks like it's knitting itself together in a weird way, but he still looks distant at this point. Like he's staring out, like kind of dazed. And as you start, you see this neighborhood and you just peel the van, you turn right and you go into this neighborhood, but you see the cop car like starts to turn too. And you see like almost missed the turn and it starts to fishtail for a second, but then it's right behind you. Jake, you're looking behind, through the back and you see his cars is following and you see trees that are covered in snow and homes are just like going behind you. Jenny, you're looking at the steering, you're looking at the speedometer and you're going like 80 miles per hour now, like 85 miles per hour. And you're just like, whoo, whoo, cut, like cutting through these stop signs. And then you see this one, like kind of like semi busy intersection that you realize is getting to like an area where like the van or where people like where businesses are at, that's out of this like residential area. And you turn like, and you, like, you see the van kind of like pitches for a second and the back of it hits the medium of this road, but then you're able to catch and you see the car, the cop car comes and tries to turn, but it doesn't pitch as well. And you see the back end of it like goes over the medium and then it kind of like spins back and it gets like, you see the snow like go up into the air and you feel, you see the cop car kind of gets like stuck in the snow drip that's on the medium there. And as you keep driving and you keep going until finally you're like, find yourself in this area, going back to Abigail and Linda, you are eventually in this area where there seems to be like normally would be parks and you see that it's covered in snow and you see this truck is slowly driving about 30 or 40 miles per hour until finally this truck pulls over on the side of the street and it's still running you can go and you see this figure look at the two of you and he gets takes out the keys out of the vehicle opens the door and gets out and he motions for you all you both to get out of the vehicle. He's like, we need to talk as he goes in front and stands in front of the truck. No, we need to get back. We need to get to Jenny. Just come out here and we'll talk. Linda and will fumble with the, the handle and like open the door, but she's le leaning on it. So she just kind of falls out and into the snow somewhat. You see this figure walks around and kind of offers his hand to help you up. Linda will gingerly take it, trying to look into his eyes. And he's looking at yours, and you can see his eyes. Like I said, they, it's it's weird. It looks like his skin around the eye side. Because, again, he has a ski mask on. You can see around his lips. His lips are pure black. And around his eyes are. But his eyes, are, you see, are hazel. Hmm. I think Abigail will step out of the vehicle after Linda. Yep, Linda will let him help her up. Becca's trying to decide if I want to do Eyes of Chaos. Oh, what does that do? So uh, just a quick down and dirty is gain insight through patterns or random events. I'm like, it is typically focused on, oh, uh, she may scrutinize the patterns, quote unquote, of a person's soul. Let me see here. Uh, what do you have to roll for that? Perception plus a cult. So it's going to be difficulty nine because he's a stranger. One success. One success. Okay. This person offers you his hand, this gloved hand. And you grab onto the glove hand and you can tell by his look, he sees how damaged you are. You're this figure that's in white that has red all splattered over it from your own blood and your own damage that you took. And he helps you up and he pulls you up. And there's a second where you stand and you look into his eyes and he looks into yours and you realize that gray, those gray eyes of his show that he's a tool. They show that he is something that's been harnessed over a forge. Like the tools you saw in your father's garage when he would work on his car 
like the chrome of the wrenches and the sockets and the screwdrivers that he's been hardened and forged and created to what he is to accomplish something and that he knows that that is his calling. He knows that what that is what he's meant for. And he's fanatical about that though. He is proud that now he is wielded by something, someone, some movement. And that's what he is about. And he looks at Abigail and he, he motions you forward, Linda, to stand in front of the vehicle. And he stands there with his arms crossed and he looks at you both. And the first thing he says is, who are you two? And why were you talking to Mark? Who are we? Who are you? We need to get back. We need to get to Jake and Jenny. It'd be very unwise if we were to go back there. They're probably waiting for us. And you're Jake and Jenny, who I assume are friends of yours. If they're even still alive, they're probably fighting to be alive right now. Now, again, why were you talking to Mark? Linda will hold on to Abigail's hand for a moment, just giving her a reassuring squeeze. We are part of the nothing. We were told to come here to find a certain pack. And you see he nods just like quickly. So we're being pulled out, huh? Who sent you? Archbishop Sangris. Okay. So how did you find where Mark was? Through Ben. Ben's is, I feel he's alive still. Was he with you? He was. You see, there's a moment where he stops and he like turns around and he's like looking off in the distance and then he turns back. He's like, I don't feel him gone. That means he's still alive. So what what are you what are you told to do then? What were your orders? We were told to get this pack out or at least all the information that they have. He's like, well, this is my pack. And he just shakes his head for a second. And those people that were with you that you're worried about, they're part of your pack, This the nothing? Yes. We're going to collect ourselves and we're going to go to where I stayed. And I'm going to explain to you what's been going on here. But listen, if you want my pack and I or what remains of it, and you see when he said that, he trails off for a second. You see his like eyes like kind of droop sorrowfully. And he looks back at you too. He's like, you're going to have to help me with something. Well, we're already helping Ben. So, sure. Give me a perception and empathy roll, Linda. Difficulty six, please. Five successes. You see Abigail looks deflated. She looks almost utterly defeated right now. You can see she's barely holding on. She looks physically exhausted. And you could tell by her reaction right there that she's just not how she was when you guys rolled in the city but a day ago. Like, it's starting to take her toll on her. And the figure looks at you, too. He's like, listen, I'll explain when we drive back to where I've been staying, okay? We should really get off the road here. If anything, we can all salvage ourselves. I have an idea where, if Benjamin knew where Mark was, I have an idea where he may be going. But there's some things we must discuss first before we go there. Is it agreed? Because really, that's the only chance, the only option you have right now, ladies. Linda looks at Abigail for a moment and then kind of stands just a little bit taller. It's agreed. Let's go. And he turns around, he walks back towards the truck. There's a moment where you two maybe have like a few seconds on your own. if You know what I mean? Like while he t- walks away, if you would like. If not, you guys can just get back in the vehicle. Linda will take a moment to face Abigail and just kind of in- embrace her real quick and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Jake and Jenny are going to get through this. Hey, I, I just wish Felix was here. I know. I know. But I'm here. I will help you. Let's, let's go. We'll cut to Jenny and Jake. Jenny, you are right now driving 
down some streets knowing that you have escaped. There's hardly anyone on the road. You see Benjamin has his head resting on the windshield. And you see he's still kind of like his chest still doesn't look as bad as it did in there, but it doesn't look good. And he's just kind of groaning a little bit. Jake, you see that too, as you see the contents of your flask kind of spilled out. The door is open. Did you close the door by chance, Jake? Or are you still like sitting there kind of in shock? Well, if I'm still in shock, I'm in shock and probably just trying to fumble for the flask and maybe close the door just so like he can hear himself think for a minute. All right. And there's a moment where Benjamin, you see his hand reach into the pocket, Jenny, of his pants. And you see like he pulls out and it looks like a rumpled roadmap, and he like just puts it in your lap. And you look down, you see his hands are like kind of covered in blood. And the map is kind of like a little bit has a little bit of blood on it. And he's like, You could take take me to on the map where Mark, he said that's where Mallory's at. <laughs> he's dead, Jenny. He's not with us anymore. Just take me there, okay? I need to see Mallory, Jenny, all right? You kind of promised me. You see, there's a moment where you can see like the streetlights coming through hit the windshield. And he's looking at you and you see like blood tears are coming out of his eyes right now. You promised me, Jenny. Of, of, of course. We're all, we're all going to be together. Okay. We're all going to be together. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, Jenny's going to reach out uh, with her right hand and kind of put it on top of Ben's just kind of reassuringly. She's going to take a quick dart of her eyes to see that there's blood you know, pouring out of his eyes, you know, she's got, he's got blood in his mouth. So she's starting to get real nervous now again. You just have to hang on. All right. Is, is there anything I can do for you? Anything we can do? Oh, just take me. You see like, he's like, like forcing out breath and he's just like rolling down the window. He's like, take me to Mallory. Just take me to Mallory. Take me to Mallory. And he's just like, you can see he's like kind of sobbing through like his grunts of pain and everything like that. Jake House is making you feel right now that you see that, Jenny's hand, you know, she's giving comfort right now to this guy that like pissed you off earlier. And I'd say right now you feel like the winding down, but you still feel a little irritable right now because it hasn't even been an hour yet. <laughs> you know, it's like still like this is all happened at this point. I would say go ahead, scenes on you guys. Jake just having closed the door, sit and he's probably sitting down in the middle bench seat now. It's probably just finally getting his head back into things, pockets of flask and kind of looks down and sees uh jenny's hand on the on benjamin and then but her eyes are like kind of like on the road and like sees this map coming around he's just trying to take in everything that's just happened in the last few minutes because it's been a rush and like he just frenzied and he know he he's killed someone and like that's still weighing very heavily on him and like he's seen jenny trying to comfort him but it's more like uh it's more, there's like nothing like relational about it that he's picking up. If that makes any sense. Like, it's more like, um, I think Jake knows that like, okay, they're, they're vampires. They can't die that easily, but he, he's never really been in a situation like uh, this before, but he's probably seen movies or TV shows with uh, dying soldiers from like Vietnam or something or Korea or like some sort of medical um, show where, People are just trying to keep people alive and in it and with it. And he probably thinks that uh, Jenny's uh, maternal instincts are just taking over. So he's not seeing that as sort of like a breach on their relationship or anything. And he's just kind of like taking things in. Like 
there's blood and and booze smell everywhere and the snow's coming down the wipers are probably going 100 miles an hour trying to keep um the flakes from getting to the van and it's just a lot to take in and jake finally breaks the silence and says where are we going he just handed me a map we're gonna meet up with um the rest of his pack, he, he feels that one of his is gone. Um, I, I'm just really worried about Abigail and, and Linda. I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to meet up with them. Ben, do, do you know if they made it out okay? There's a moment where his eyes are closed along, you know, while he's resting his head. And he opens one eye and then he like opens the other and he looks at you and he's like, do you feel them still, you know, in your soul? In your heart, do you feel them? Jake closes his eyes and probably immediately still feels uh, Linda. And after like a bit of probing, like recognizes Abigail's still there too. They're okay, Jenny. They're okay. They're still there. They're still with us. We'd know if something happened to them. Mark killed himself so I could live and your friends could live. You see, like, he's, like, trying to, like, it, when when I'm doing the breathing sound, he's, like, it's him handling his pain, like like a woman giving birth. He's trying to, like, focus away from his pain when he's doing that. And it could be emotional. It could be physical at this time. And he's just, like, take me to Mallory. And he just, like, leans his head against the window, and he closes his eyes, you know, as he's, like, trying to, like, it looks like he's trying to rest, you know, right now. So Jake probably picks up on that right away because it's really hitting on his nature. Um, being a penitent person, like that's probably helping him break through his earlier anger for Benjamin because like he's just, his entire unlife so far has been about trying to like figure out some way out of this mess, like redeem some sort of wrong because he's cursed. And then here he's witnessing like someone that he doesn't even know gave his life so his pack mates could get away and he kind of just like looks uh at uh jenny just like and just kind of nods to her hello if you're enjoying vampire the masquerade twin seas by night sorrow i would highly recommend our ghoul's fatal addiction story servitude which takes place three months before the events of sorrow and is part of the twin seas by night continuity 